Welcome to Mi'kmaq Matters, a podcast about the Mi'kmaq people and the Halibut First Nation. I'm Glenn Wheeler. Finally, some good news on the Halibut enrollment front. Word that the Feds and the Federation of Newfoundland Indians will be engaging in exploratory discussions on whether veterans and those who are connected to the FNI should get status, as well as how to implement the Wells decision that came down from federal court earlier this year. But we know one person has already emerged from the announcement a winner. That would be MP Goody Hutchings. You may recall her saying that she wouldn't have signed the supplemental agreement herself, but a deal's a deal and there was nothing she could do. But there she was at the Legion in Cornerbrook for the announcement, her arm draped over Chief Brendan Mitchell. That's a pick coming to a campaign brochure soon. Goody Hutchings has solved her halibut problem just in time for next year's federal election. But what does it mean for applicants trying to get into halibut? How will the process work and how long will it take? Our guest this week has been part of the FNI negotiating team over the past three years. Glenwood Ward Councillor Frank Skeard is a member of the Implementation Committee, along with the Chief. I asked him for a snapshot of where we are and how things are expected to unfold. Frank, let me ask you first about the the implementation committee you've been on the committee for i think uh what is it uh, your two your two terms you've been on that committee no one term uh because uh i guess uh the previous uh administration under chief uh brennan shepherd did not include a counselor uh rep on it which the current uh chief brennan mitchell did uh, early in uh, in my second term on council which is, would be my first term uh, uh, on the implementation committee. And tell us uh, what the implementation committee has been doing. Well, I guess uh, the the title kind of says it all. It's uh, it's a uh, it's the implementation committee of uh, the original agreement and principle and any and all uh, supplemental agreements and directives where uh, we ensure uh, implementation of those uh, of those things. And so, if there's any questions about about well, sorry to keep using the word implementation too much, but any issues on implementation of things or clarification, the the implementation uh, group provides that. So mm-hmm. that's where the directives come from. That's well, where those types of things, right? The group from FNI uh, has been meeting at various times, face to face with people on the. Canada side, and who's been on the other side of the table in those meetings? Uh, you mean individuals? Uh, yeah, what, uh, there are people from the minister's office or from the department? It's, a, it's, a, it, it's, it's predominantly a, uh, uh, I guess, from the Government of Canada perspective, it's predominantly been uh, represented from the Government of Canada, along with uh, a special advisor, uh, Fred Grand, that I think you've had on uh, yes. on the show a time or two, right? And that's basically comprised of of senior staff from the from that uh, department plus uh, uh, a support staff member to them. And what what have those meetings been like? Have they been business like, uh, or have there been fireworks? 
well i guess uh it it really it's uh, it it depends uh it's been somewhat a combination of uh, of all things always focusing in on uh, on the matter at hand there's always been uh, you know a detailed agenda and and things of this nature to focus the discussion and there's always been matters to deal with but to to say that the uh, uh tensions haven't gotten high uh, a time or two would be would be incorrect but uh uh, at the end of the day, you know, we've always come out of these meetings with uh, with with some move forward. Sometimes very small movement, but always moves forward and always issues dealt with. Uh, there was a period of time that we chose to not bother to travel, but to to do true conference calls because uh, you know the tensions were pretty high on on matters of of uh, uh, dealing with it, and and we felt that we weren't really getting a, a, a lot of results out of them. So, you know, uh, yeah, I guess the best way to put it is that uh, they've always been business-like, but, uh, but um, uh, up to the last The voices while, have been raised uh, from time to time, it sounds like. Yeah, I, I, I guess you can say that. I, You know, uh, uh, you know, uh, Chief Mitchell is a very impassionate uh, uh, leader for the people that have elected him in, and, uh, and, uh, and I guess, uh, you know, uh, uh, how should I put it politely? But I, I, I sometimes uh, are probably more passionate over things than uh, than than you should be in a in a business environment, you know. So, you know, it's uh, it's been a tough it's been a tough slog for people that have been elected to represent uh, uh, the you know the people, right? Now, um, at various times, you have raised in the implementation committee the matters that we had the announcement on uh there's been discussion about the uh the veterans and our and our cmp officers um absolutely and there's been discussion of the 10,000 and i don't know if there has been discussion about bringing in people uh who were involved in other um fni groups um but when you raised those issues in the ic uh what was the government's response at that time well, well, I guess I, I would I would like to kind of you know like I I I really not really prepared to kind of uh, discuss you know what was the response of this and that because to be fair I would almost need to re- reflect uh, on those meetings to answer but I think in in general the principal focus of the Fed, of the government of Canada uh, representatives was to uh, effectively conclude. The process that we were uh, that we were uh, we were in the middle of. Okay, they wanted to get and her done. They wanted to get her done, uh, but to some extent, so did the Federation of Newfoundland Indians, the representatives of myself and Chief Mitchell and uh, and, and those folks. Uh, but at the same time period, you know, we were bringing concerns to the table of you know um, you know former FNI members that didn't um, uh, meet the current. Uh, Criteria and uh, and veterans and uh, and military and uh, and RCMP and things of this nature and to some extent the government of Canada people were doing the same if they identified a concern or a problem they they brought it to the implementation committee I would probably say that uh, Chief Mitchell and myself did so uh, you know with with more uh, uh, you know uh, assertiveness and things of this nature because you know to some extent we were directly elected by these people okay. Uh, but you know, to say that the government of Canada didn't would be false, and that's not what I'm about. So, so, but uh, yeah, okay. So, and then we got the announcement uh, that uh, the government was open to having um, 
exploratory discussions about uh, uh, vets and RCMP uh, people associated with FNI uh, groups, and that um, there will be an announcement about uh, how to deal with the Wells decision. So, how uh, those of us on the outside were somewhat got by surprise. Uh, how how did that how did that announcement uh, come to be? Well, I guess, you know, I, I, all these types of things, uh, there are ongoing dialogue between the Federation of Land Indians, predominantly Chief Mitchell, uh, and, uh, and the, the lead from the, from the Government of Canada. So, you know, we've been working towards these things for months, okay? And, uh, and, you know, there was a, a meeting uh, a few weeks back in St. John's with the Minister of Veteran Affairs uh, and Chief Mitchell and uh, and uh, and some veterans and and some uh, elder advisors and you know a very impassioned plea was made at that point in time for uh, for veterans and and uh, RCMP and and those types of folks and continually uh, at the same time for the, the Federation of Indian members that didn't uh, meet the criteria. Uh, so that type of thing was has been ongoing for months, and a breakthrough was made recently, and uh, and it was felt that, uh, that the announcement was uh, was to be made on a on an expedited basis, uh, and and uh, noted uh, you know part of this was to be done uh, outside of the elected uh, or the election time period, and uh, because there can't be you know the government can is very concerned over. Giving any uh, perception of positive or negative impact on who's running for uh, for indigenous uh, government, so it, uh, that's basically how it came to be. So they didn't want to give the candidates, uh, uh, the incumbents, any any political advantage, one or 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 negative, positive or negative. Yeah. So you know, no doubt there was a you know, and and you know, I guess I was a I, I was an acclaimed candidate this time, but uh, but uh, you know, the government of Canada did not want to have any. Uh, Perception, real or or imaginary, uh, being a positive or negative impact on uh, on uh, a candidate uh, in an election, and that was the incumbent and the challengers. Okay. Yes. So now, now, speaking of politics and candidates, uh, front and center in the announcement was MP Goody Hutchings, and um, you know she we have had a sort of um, I guess a problematic relationship as. Um, as mm -hmm. Halibu members and people who want to be Halibu members with with EMP, uh, she is up for election uh, in less than a year, and the cynical among us wonder whether this is, um, you know, partly to benefit her. Um, there wasn't a lot of detail in uh, in the announcement, and of course, the Wells decision came out um, last summer, so we're now getting up to. Um, you know, six months or so since that decision came down. So, are you concerned that uh, there is not a lot, not a lot of meat on the bones? Well, well, I guess I'll take it first. I'll say that uh, that the the, uh, the implementation committee had been working on the implementation of the Wells decision, basically from the day after decision. Okay, and that takes time. It takes um, you know a uh, a detailed assessment of what the the ruling is, what the what the consequences are, 
how to actually implement uh, what was uh, what was what was deemed to be uh, uh, done, things of this nature. So that takes time. And I guess I will I will put it to you this way: is that uh, if uh, MP Goody Hutchings is uh, is has a has a more uh, I don't know uh, more skin in the game here, wanting to try and improve her success, or probably for success in a, in a year's time. Well, Glenn, to be blunt, I'll take it. Um, we've been working very hard to get to where we are, uh, and if uh, if that's what it, what it was needed to to get there, well, good. I can't necessarily say I feel that one way or another uh, because I'm trying to separate my perceptions from reality. The facts are is that uh, that uh, the Federation of Flying Indians, led by Chief Mitchell, uh, was aggressively pursuing. Uh, uh, a, a reconsideration or consideration, whatever word you must use for the for uh, for a number of groups, uh, the majority of which are uh, was included uh, in this press release uh, last week. So mm -hmm. really, far as I'm concerned, good. We have we have what we have. So how would you expect the process to unfold then? So for example, on the Wells decision, we have to um, evaluate uh, close to sixty thousand. Applications. Mm -hmm. So, will that be a sort of continuation of the of the uh, enrollment committee and the process that we've had until now, dealing with um, you know, different matters, but uh, a similar process? Uh, yes. Okay. It will. Uh, it, it will be, for all intents and purposes, the same process, but the criteria will be outlined as is outlined in the, the Wells decision. And when I say criteria, I mean like what do, what does uh, the parties, the government of Canada and the Federation of Flying Indians, have to do to ensure full uh, uh, compliance with um, that uh, that decision? Right. So they'll the people on the enrollment committee will just have a different checklist of things they're looking for and considering when they evaluate the the applications. Well, you you know I, you know I, I guess I wouldn't necessarily say they will have a different checklist. What I'm saying they will have they will have their direction uh, and uh, to follow uh, to ensure, like I say, full uh, compliance with that ruling. And in terms of who's on the committee and who who pays for that, um, how do, how does that work? Well, the government of Canada has agreed uh, to. Uh, you know, up to now to to fund this process, uh, and it would uh, be expected, and uh, and to some extent, uh, um, these are the types of things that are needed, which is like budget submissions and and uh, and uh, you know detailed notes, and and then uh, an agreement for that to be uh, submitted in through uh, the government of Canada process. So right. we would we would expect that uh, that what we agree to do. Is funded by the government of Canada. Right. So the feds will pick up the tab, and in terms of uh -huh. who's on the who's on the enrollment committee, does each um, each party, FNI in Canada, select uh, people to sit on that committee? Uh, that's uh, that's the intention, uh, and discussions have been held up till now about how many who potentially would be there and things of this nature. So there there always is a. And has been, and the discussions have been. You know, there would be as lean a, a enrollment committee as as possible to get the work done with appropriate redundancies and a mutually agreed upon uh, enrollment chair. 
Right. So it sounds from what you're saying and that the personnel might be different than um, were on the previous uh, committee. Well, that really kind of comes down to be uh, the good old statement of it depends. Uh, if the people that were there b before, they would obviously be, uh, uh, you know, have some opportunity, I suppose, because they have the, the training and the certifications and things of this nature. But there's no necessarily point that they would be or would not be. Uh, you know, in the case of the Federation of Flying Indians, some of those same uh, employees are in the Halibu employment system. So, uh, you know, they would be interacted with, I suppose. I suppose not. That's not something that is uh, a uh, a task that I would need to be involved in. Um, right. It's just a matter that the, the principle from that, that I would be involved in is that there would be an equal representation of Federation of Flying Indians and equal representation of the Government of Canada people on any enrollment uh, uh, committee. Right. And, of course, the letters were signed by uh, Mr. Uh, Ron Tenney, and, um, you know, I guess he may or may not be uh, the person signing the letters uh, in, the in the next round. Um, I, I think that's a fair statement to, to make that he may or he may not be the same person. Now, uh, do you have any sense, uh, that's a lot of applications to go through, do you have any sense on what the timeline for that might be? How long will it take to do that task? I, I, I guess these are the types of things that have been discussed and talked about, but it's not something that I, uh, I feel comfortable speaking on, because I wouldn't want to give any false uh, expectations. All I can say is that, is that there is an agreement to have uh, a, you know, appropriate resources put in place to get the decision made uh, in, in uh, an appropriate time period. So you know it, it it will be it will be done and it will be done expeditiously. Now I guess the uh, it's not quite as clear um, how the other uh, part will work. The exploratory exploratory discussions on um, uh, vets, um, RCMP, mm -hmm. and these um, people who are associated with FNI groups is mm -hmm. that. How would that conversation take place? Obviously, there's nothing to send to the enrollment committee on that because you have to come to terms. So how That's do you right. how do you come to terms on on that? Well, you know, Glenn, uh, I do have a favorite term, and it's called it, it is called it depends. Um, we have had uh, 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 interactions with uh, the government of Canada. Um, everybody agrees that uh, these exploratory talks need to happen. Uh, well, you know, as soon as possible, and all parties agree to uh, to to do so. Um, there will be uh, some some discussions between the parties uh, very soon, and 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 basically that's when we'll have a better idea of of you know are are we coming with similar uh, perspectives and can decisions be made quickly? Um, we would hope so. Uh, or are there a lot of issues that need to get resolved and which will take time? I really don't know the answer to that. Right. So it's at the implementation committee that that conversation will take place, it sounds like. At, at this point in time, that's where our head is. Once we get into the discussion, that may uh, need to change, may not need to change. Like, like you say, this is the exploratory talks piece is very early in in uh, in in process, but that is that is where where we are at this point. On the exploratory tax, will be uh, will be uh, uh, done by uh, the, a, a very similar group 
as was the implementation committee. I see. And does the I guess the committee uh, had done its done its work, or maybe not? Do you have a, a sort of schedule of meetings that uh, were already in place for implementation committee, or do you have to set we, a new schedule? What What we've basically done is uh, uh, is that uh, up till now we have set uh, uh, always uh, plan for the next meeting, let's say. Okay, uh, but where we were, you know, at this stage, we we were basically setting meetings as needed. Um, so to we do not have like a like a the next six months booked off. No, we do not. Uh, but that's how we would normally do it. We would we would uh, once we get together, we would then look at the the next time period that we would meet, uh, what we would expect to meet on, and then uh, shortly before that, and then. You know, like a, an agenda would go, go to the to the members. Uh, you know, or should I say, the first there would be a, a, a request would go to the members to say, you know, okay, this is what we agreed to talk on. Do we still need to talk on it? What else do we need to add? Things of this nature, uh, and then we develop an agenda. Right. And, and do you have a date for the for the first meeting to talk about these new matters? I guess I would rather uh, say that uh, we are going to get together as soon as possible uh, to start the process, and at, at that point, then when we get a better idea, well, how often are we going to need to meet? Are we going to need to meet face to face? You know, do we need to be in Ottawa so that we have other government resources uh, available, uh, or whatever? You know, yeah. so it's really you know from the exploratory tax point of view. We're probably too early uh, to be able to provide any real information. Right, and we're coming up to the holiday season. We're in late November now, so um, so would we expect to hear anything further before the holidays, or not until? All I got to say is, I think my last meeting last year was December the twentieth, maybe something like that, in Ottawa. So, what do you think? <laughs> Well, that's a possibility. Ottawa is very cold in December, but I guess you you do what you have. My point is, is that even even I I think it was last year or the year before that uh, that we were you know uh, we were work, working together right up to uh, pretty much last last minute and 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 the like and uh, you know and and you know we don't always meet face to face. We've we've used the the virtual technologies as much as possible to get uh, to get work done because you know uh, traveling from Newfoundland to to Ottawa. Or vice versa. Uh, this time of year can be pretty challenging, right? Good, Frank. Well, um, it's uh, it's good news. Uh, we don't know the details, but um, uh, it's um, there's possibilities. So, for that, um, I guess we should be thankful. Well, well, I guess I I, I think that uh, I, I'd like to kind of end with a with a with a with a, a couple of words, and that is that uh, that the. Uh, you know, Chief Mitchell, myself, all the members of the of the Federation of Planning News team, and the Government Canada uh, group also uh, have been working to try and reach some decisions on the current process. So we're basically at the end of that now. So at the same time period, uh, we've been strongly advocating on on some concerns that we had, uh, and and I, I guess the way I look at it, and I think I I I, I verbalized this in in my social media profile that I that I keep up to date and that is that it it is it, it it is refreshing to know that the government of Canada were listening to us okay uh, so you know we just gone through a relatively nasty election where it got kind of personal with, with some people and 
and uh, and the like. And and I would look at it that, uh, you know, we all have weaknesses, we all have strengths, and all this. But at the end of the day, you know, uh, individuals such as Chief Mitchell, uh, other members of the committee, uh, it, it's clear that uh, the you know, there's there's a movement forward to resolve some of these issues. Mm. And that's good. Yes. And that's really good. Halibut Councillor Frank Skeard. Since I did that interview, Chief Brendan Mitchell confirmed at the swearing-in of the new council that discussions with the feds will begin in Cornerbrook on December 11 and 12. And one more important date. The Wells case was brought to you by the Mi'kmaq First Nations Assembly of Newfoundland, they have another important case coming up, the Abbott case. Lawyer Jamie Lickers talked about it on the last Mi'kmaq Matters. The date for Abbott has been announced. It will be heard in Ottawa on February 26, 2019. And that's it for the show. Allison Baker is the technical producer of Mi'kmaq Matters. Celebration time used with the permission of Mi'kmaq artist Marcus Goss. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. Listen to Big Mom Matters on Bay of Islands Radio in Norris Point and Rocky Harbor. Tune in on The Voice of Bombay and in St. John's. Catch us on CHMR. I'm Glenn Wheeler. Till next time.